Welcome to the School of Travel's podcast. I'm your host, Becky Gillespie, and each week I bring you stories of how travel can truly change your life if you take the chance to get out on the road and step out of your comfort zone. My guests also share travel tips and lessons they've learned along the way, which I hope inspires you to let travel be your teacher. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the School of Travel's podcast. This week, I'm excited to bring you my interview with Alexandra Karam, who opened a hostel about a month before I arrived in Mexico City for Day of the Dead. Now, I will be honest, I was not very smart. I waited until the middle of October to start looking for accommodation for Day of the Dead in Mexico City, which is around November 1st or November 2nd. And it's a very popular holiday in Mexico City. And I started looking at Airbnbs, just thinking I could find something, didn't have any luck. So I found this place on Booking.com called Casa Pancha that only had five reviews at that time. And for those of you who are familiar with trying to book places, we always get a bit nervous when there are very few reviews. But all five of these reviews that I saw for Casa Pancha were glowing reviews. And I thought, let's just try it. Let's see how it goes. And the pictures of this place were very impressive to me for the price that I was seeing. It is a hostel. The rooms have between six and ten beds, if I remember correctly. And you also sleep in a pod style, so you do have absolute privacy in each bed, which does make it a lot more of a private and relaxing experience, I would say. But all of this is the brainchild of Alexandra, along with her sister Francesca, who she will talk about in this episode. And I just really wanted to highlight what I thought to be a very magical place to stay with fantastic staff trying to do their best to give you a great travel experience. How does this kind of thing come about? How did this hostel get started? That's what we're going to hear about in the interview today, and I really hope you enjoy it. So here we go. Welcome to episode 30 of the School of Travels podcast. And today I am joined by the woman who started my hostel, where I currently am now, Alexandra Karam. Thank you for joining me, Alexandra. Thank you, Becky. Always a pleasure. Oh, it's so nice to meet you here this week that I've been here for a Day of the Dead in Mexico City. It's so nice to have guests like you, very friendly and very open, and it's what uh, Casa Pancha is looking for. Oh, thank you so much. And I actually wanted to have you on here because you told me a couple of days ago, you said, if I can't travel, I want travel to come to me. And I think that you have this really unique story in relation to travel because now you've opened up this hostel. And so first of all, I wanted to ask you, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and some of your travel background. Of course. Well, my name is Alexandra. I am Mexican. I've uh, always loved tourism and the, the world in general, like getting to, to visit different places, connecting with different cultures, eating different foods. Food is one of my, of my high peaks of, of traveling. And uh, since I was very little, I wanted to study hotel management because I wanted to create experiences for people. So experiences that I lived when traveling with my parents when I was very young, it was like, man, I wanna do this when I'm older, no? Like make people enjoy, serve food to people, lodge people, no? All this that uh, creates the atmosphere and the experience of traveling to a place. When I got a bit older and I started solo traveling, about when I was about 17 was the first time I did it and abroad to study French for a couple of months 
And what I discovered was that I enjoyed solo traveling a lot more than I enjoyed traveling with people because I felt that I could connect with new people a lot better than when you travel with, with your own clan, no? When you're alone, it's easier to connect, you're more open, and the rest of the people are more open to you also. So I tried to do it as much as I could in summers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But obviously I was in school and had a life here, so I couldn't do like long-term travel. So it was a month or two months maximum until I finished um, college, which was hotel management. And I had been working in, in a few hotels and I was like, it's so many hours, so little pay. I want to move. I want to live, no? So I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at that point. I've studied so many years for this. I studied abroad in Switzerland for two years and then came back and they didn't validate the study. So I started all over again here. So six years of studying. In between, I lived abroad in a few places mm -hmm. and uh, internships and stuff like that. Yeah. Like stash, you know. But um, see, I discovered that I felt the most alive while I was traveling. No, what happened after was that when I graduated, I didn't know what to do with my life. So I left. I went to Asia, to India specifically and then to Nepal and I stayed there about seven months in between India and Nepal. Wow that would have really been an eye-opening experience I think. That was one of the most nurturing and enriching experiences I've had in my whole life. Wow. Amazing 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 and uh, what I also realized there is that if I wanted to continue enjoying traveling and and doing this I had to kind of do it for myself because at that time I kind of uh, was um, not making my own money you know uh, yeah you were volunteering volunteering just, but yeah. not self-sustaining myself you know mm -hmm. so my I'm super grateful and super lucky to have my parents being able to fund the traveling at that time but then I was like no 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 I need to make something for myself you know and it's time to kind of set roots and start to make the transition to make stuff for myself no so um, when I came back well obviously my idea was to open a hotel but then I stayed in so many great hostels while traveling and met so many cool people and realized that hostel life is totally different from hotel life no yeah like uh, connecting experiences, meeting people and changing your travel plans and doing different stuff. That the most uh, fulfilling stuff that I did was in hostels. And I got the opportunity also to stay in pretty cool hostels. Like, I don't know, I discovered the pod thing, which I thought that was genius. Oh. To have your own like space when you're in a dorm. Because it's like you're in a dorm, you can hang out with people, but then you have your space. Uh, during these months and um, the few months on the other years that I also did the traveling, I stayed in hostels that I hadn't discovered till later. And I realized that the hostel interaction is an interaction that I liked a lot better than the hotel interaction. So the experiences that you get to live in a hostel where people are more open to, to connect, more open to share, more open to cook together and stuff like that, it makes it a lot more entertaining and, and more fulfilling than staying in a, in a normal hotel where people are more about living their own experience, which is also amazing. And, you know, hotels are, there's amazing hotels all around the world and it's worth it sometimes. But in terms of, of connecting with people, I think that a hostel is the best option. When I came back to Mexico after those seven months of, uh, of traveling and staying in really cool places and hostels, I was like, what's there in Mexico that's like this? No, like other places that I went, like nice design, um, nice people, but uh, clean, but also cheap and also like uh, friendly and, and um, como facilitating experiences for travelers to connect. And I found 
not much. Yeah, especially like you said, the, the pods, like having the pods that you discovered while you were traveling. Exactly. Yeah. When I, when I, those I discovered in a, in a hostel in Myanmar called uh, Song Hostel, which design-wise is not the best in the world, but it has the pods and it has the, the experiences for connection and the write your names in a list. And if, we, and if there's five or more, we're going to take a bike tour, you know? And these experiences of um, creating or facilitating connections for, for travelers, no? Was that a hostel that was shaped like a boombox? Yes. I've been there. You stayed there? Yes. In I loved it. Yes. And I love the service. They had one hour a day, I remember, where you couldn't use your... There your was no phone. Internet. Yeah. Exactly. And they said, let's connect like it was 1995 or something. I love that part also, yes. like the off Wi-Fi and the super friendly people. Oh, wow. See? We were traveling. We just didn't cross paths at the exact same time until now. Exactly. Really but cool. we did some of the same stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, that yeah. was an inspiring place. See? I definitely remember it. This is such a good idea. What's there in Mexico, no? And when I got here, there wasn't almost anything. But, um, so we, we said, I said, instead of a hotel, which a hotel is an, a very big investment. So a hotel, like the hotel I imagined in my head, like a resort or beach, you know? It was like a super... See, large investment. And uh, I was like, what could we find that would be a lower investment? Uh, what cool hostel is there in Mexico? And then I didn't find any. So we started creating this project. I started with my sister. It was uh, my idea, but she was so motivated to do it with me. And it was um, amazing to share the project together because we complement each other a lot. I think we both have um, social skills, but she has more the structured numer numeric park and I have like the adventure part so it's like kind of uh, it merges quite nicely you know? yeah very complementary to each other exactly yeah. so when, when, when I realized that I had her, her support and, and she wanted to do it also it was like phew because I couldn't have done it on my own without having that part of you know of a the structure and exactly the finance. A order mm -hmm. finance numbers etc yeah what a great partner that was happened See? to have such complementary skills exactly and uh like having her also wanting to do the same thing and share kind of the dream no without Wait. being such a an adventure traveler her, herself okay so did she have a job here in mexico at that time when you approached yeah her? she was studying uh communication okay yeah and so she was like, I, I like the project and she likes meeting people and she's very good with people also. So it was like, it's perfect. Um, and yeah, while we were working on the, on the project, I realized that there was this uh, massive company opening, Selena. And I was like, at first I got like this encouraged, like, no, my idea, design ho hostel and uh, experiences and blah, blah, blah. And they're coming to Mexico and, they're, and then it was like, no. It's better because if such a massive company is opening and making such an investment, it means that there's market for it, no? So there's people that are looking for something like that. And in the end, our concept was not like that. It's a bit different, a bit more personal, more familiar. Uh, what I didn't tell you, Alexandra, is that I just stayed in Selena Cancun and Selena Playa del Carmen uh -huh. for two weeks before coming here. Oh. And I can tell you that it is very different, that, that you're actually, I'm getting a more homely, welcoming experience here mm -hmm. in a different way than Selena. And I agree with you, it is good to have more market and more representation of what you guys are looking for to come in Mexico. But I really appreciate Casa Pancha's energy that you've created. I love this. So you do find it different. Yes, because yes. I think our, our idea is more to create um, an oasis from the city. 
It like, definitely um, is that. Yes. Exactly. Like uh, coming home and and being in a place that feels um, clean and and not just clean, but that you can appreciate Mexico's Mexico's other part. No, to realize that Mexico has design, Mexico has art. For for people from the world to realize that Mexico is 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 so much. No? Yes, and the design here, I have to say, is just so homey. It's such clean lines, blank walls that just make you feel really calm when you come in. And, and I love that you feel that. We, we were a bit scared that it, it was a bit too adult, but I think that um, you also, it's like a breathing area, no? Like, uh, like to get to a, huh, no? Yes. After the city, which the city has so much noise and so many colors and so much activity and so much life. Right. We're hearing some of that life around us right now. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. We have a bit of life around us. Coming um, back to a, a place where nature is present, as you can see, we try to put a lot of plants mm -hmm. and uh, calm music. You have these beautiful orange trees just like see? in the kitchen where we all have breakfast together. Exactly. And there's actually oranges on them, like tiny little oranges. Have you tried those? I haven't tried them no. yet. You need to try them. They're a bit um, bitter. But it's an interesting taste. Yeah, it's such a nice touch. And you also said like everything was designed by Mexican artisans mm -hmm. in the kitchen, on the top floor. And exactly. All the furniture was designed by uh, artists, like not artists, but um, like a design studio, but Mexican minds, which are try trying to do something with like Scandi design a bit, mm -hmm. but Mexican materials and Mexican, see, those Mexican minds, a merge of uh, Mexico and Scandi a bit, no? Yeah, Scandinavian exactly. influence. Influence. Yeah. And then all the decorations and the plant pots and the, um, the dishes and all that is from different communities of, of the country. So the thing is that if someone likes something, they can buy it and they're helping a local community which I think is really nice because it's a full circle. Okay, so what day did you open here at Casa Pancha? We opened one month ago. Oh. So see, it was, yeah. uh, see, the end of September. I think it was September 30th. How, how was it those first few days when you were open? The first few days were a bit slow. Okay. And we were a bit a bit scared because we didn't have any reviews in, in, the, in booking and on TripAdvisor and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I was telling my sister, I was telling Francesca, like, when I travel, I would never trust a place without reviews. What do we do? Do we invite people and make them post? What do we do, no? Yeah. And slowly, little by little, the few guests that started staying started posting stuff. You had posted and, amazing photos, I will I see, say. The photos were very good. Yeah. But I also talked to the photographer and it was like, I don't want you to make it look too good that when they get here, they see the real thing and it's not the, the same, no? Because that's a bit disappointing in Airbnbs where you see photos and the spaces look humongous and you get there and it's an egg you know yeah so it was like no 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 make the photos look real but nice and uh, i think she she did that you think, I think that she it, did yeah. yeah it's pretty realistic to what it looks like i'm glad about that yeah. and um we had the luck that dia de muertos was around the corner and dia de muertos as you know is one of the most concurred festivities in mexico <laughs> so we got uh, fully booked one our first 100% occupation was last weekend, actually. Congratulations. We cried. <laughs> we couldn't believe it. And yeah, we're, we're getting the hang of it little by little, trying to create experiences. Yeah. And um, yeah, to like, like I said to you before we talked about doing the podcast, the travel, letting the travel come to us and letting experiences from travelers come to us. No? 
yeah. and creating, helping create experiences, like an entourage where what, what I love the most is people that meet here and end up going someplace that none of them plan together, you know? Yeah, I've changing been travel some plans. of that. Yeah. yeah. People have been deciding to stay here longer or romantic stories, you know, all that. I love it. It's yeah. like see, it makes us feel feel that, feel alive, feel what what you feel when traveling. Yeah. You know? How important do you think the staff is that works at a hostel to the experience? Because I have to say I've met some really lovely staff members here that you can feel the energy that they have for this new project. I think it is essential to have, like, I think that the staff of any, of any work or an, of any enterprise is um, like your internal client, no? So I think your staff needs to be happy before your clients are happy, mm -hmm. no? Because if your staff is happy, then they'll make your clients be happy also. So what we try to create is like, what, like a family of staff. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but we all get along a lot, no? It's like uh, we all have breakfast upstairs, so, como que it's very colloquial, como not inform, not informal, but um, but friendly, I guess. Sounds inclusive. Inclusive, exactly. Yeah. And um, the team is at its half. We're missing a few a few members that we haven't yet found because we we are being very careful who we who we choose to put inside the team. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's it's very important for us to to click. Not just like a, an employer-employee relationship, but to have a click and to have a, also a connection to be able to transmit it to the rest of the, of the travelers. Yeah, that's really important that you're not, you know, mm -hmm. because you could just find anybody, I'm sure. Yeah. You could fill the staff now, but. Exactly, but it's. Be mindful about it. Exactly. Yeah, and you were telling me yesterday that there was a guy that was working on the construction team here who, I guess he felt the energy and excitement of the project and decided to stop doing construction and start working here. That's the funniest story because, yes, he had worked in construction his whole life and started at Casa Pancha day one of the, of the project. And then when the project was finished, he was like, huh? So he just like, hmm. you know, and uh, do you have any job openings? And I'm like, not for construction, you know? <laughs> and he's like, uh, no, but I can do cleaning. I can do uh, maintenance. I can do blah, blah, blah. And we're like, sure, if you want to stay, we would be so happy to have you here. And he has been a fundamental piece of, of Casa Punch, I think. Because here since the beginning, super good attitude and willing to learn and to grow and hopefully... Hopefully, we'll make that happen for him also. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Where do you see this, now that, now that you're open, and I know it's mm -hmm. only been a month, but where do you see, what would, where would you like to take Casa Pancha as you continue to grow? In the future? In the future, yeah. Um, our idea is to, is to have not, we don't have any ambition to, to be massive or anything, but we would love to have another Casa Pancha in, in a nature place. We're not sure if the beach or the woods but for sure, another location of, um, of a little place stuck in nature, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So you've tried to make this in internal design here exactly. close to nature. I can only imagine what you do when it was really right there. Exactly. Once, this, this, um, once Casa Pancha gets going, I think, the idea in, in a few years, hopefully, is for, for this project to fund that other project. And, uh, awesome. and yeah, 
Yeah, and I know you'd said you want to have more and more activities here that mm. people can pay a little bit and participate in exactly. right out of Casa Pancha. Our idea is to have like uh, three types of activities, like the ones that are that are free with conscious donation, mm-hmm. and then others that are with cost for some like really cool people that can come give classes. Like uh, we know some chefs or stuff like that, you know, that yeah. would love to give here to give a course or like a nice pop-up dinner and those would have a cost but uh, the idea also is to merge local life with traveler life and that is so missing yeah friends from outside and having them meet the travelers you know Mm -hmm. and uh, like kind of um co 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 co-existing yeah co-living living you know because that's i find so hard if you're in a hotel if you're in a hostel like to really meet the local people and connect genuinely with them is so difficult that's why I love uh, what you told me about Airbnb experiences. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do something like that, no? Yeah. Really yeah. connect with someone living here that has a lot of knowledge about the exactly. city. Yeah. About the city, about different kinds of stuff. Do uh, food tours. Food tours are 100% going to be on the, on the close plans, like uh, very soon, mm-hmm. because it's one of our passions. So uh, yeah. walking food tours and stuff like that. But yes, as I told you, we need to more people on the team to start uh, growing all that all that part. But yeah, yeah. we're excited about it. Cool. And yeah. I, I was curious, what why do you think? What do you think it is about travel that makes you feel alive? Um, I think the novelty of seeing things that your eyes have not seen before all the time, like of being surprised by different objects or or surroundings or hearing different sounds, smelling different things in different markets, you know, like how your senses experience different things than, than they're used to normally, no? Yeah. Like the, the, you feel it in your stomach, it's like a rush, mm-hmm. no? Yes. And also um, the people that are in the same search as you are just by being in the same place. So in the end, you can be completely different, but in the end, you have something that is the same that is being in the search, you know? Right, yeah. right. And you find, it's like a tribe that you found exactly. on the road. Yeah. It's a tribe. And even if it's for one day that you are together and you, and you share experiences, you connect sometimes more profoundly than you can with people in your hometown because your interests change and travelers have this thing, you know? Yeah, we do. It's like a spark. Exactly. Well, I have to ask you because you were born and raised here in Mexico City, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think people should come to Mexico City? quick like one or two minute pitch to everyone okay i think mexico city is a very vibrant city with any you can find whatever you want it's like there's a there's a lot of everything so um i think our people is one of our our top things our food and uh, i don't know if you agree with me but the vibe of the city is very different from any city I agree with you on that. Yeah? Yeah, there's, a, there's an aliveness There's all the an time aliveness here. all the time, exactly. And there's always something going on. So it's like, uh, it's warmer than New York, but it's as loud some days. <laughs> and it's um, maybe, yes, you can find it as uh, colorful as India, but I don't know. It's like a, a merge of many, of many things. And it's one of the biggest, biggest cities in the world. I mean, exactly. I mean, I think it, if it's not in your bucket list, it should be. Right. You know? It has a reputation in some places as like, oh, it's going to be dangerous or, oh, it's like going to be, there's too much pollute, you know, all these things. Yeah. But I find that, you know, it's neighbor, every neighborhood is different and you really feel exactly. that and energy. Exactly. And I think that um, 
the danger, uh, I mean, you cannot say that it's, I think that any place can be dangerous. O sea, I mean, I got robbed in a subway in Barcelona, which is safe, no? Yeah, quote unquote, yeah. Quote unquote safe. So I think that if you, I have this idea that if you, for some reason, have to live an experience, you're going to leave it, even if you're in Japan or in Mexico in the, in the ghetto, you know? Like yeah. uh, people from here, from the hostel, have gone to Tepito, which is supposedly one of the super dangerous places in the city, and they've loved it. It's also like the, I don't know how to explain, but if you have to live it, you live it wherever you are in the world, no? Right. You have to be safe, you have to be careful. Obviously, you're not gonna wear a gold watch and, uh, you know, diamond earrings in, in the streets of downtown in Mexico City. You need to be smart. Yeah, But I think, think about it. That, um, that should definitely not stop you. Right, and like you shouldn't... They, what they say about it. Yeah, no. you shouldn't miss out on this city. Exactly. If that's in your head. If that's in your head. Yeah. Also, that, that vibe attracts worse things happening, so don't think about that. Yeah, it's really, that's an important thing to remember. Yeah. Keep your vibe energy, positive energy. Exactly. Yeah. Frequency of love, no, of gratefulness, and of just, um, yeah, when you're like that, for some reason, you receive the good stuff. And people are nice, and people are, are warm, and people help you out in the streets. And everything just kind of flows. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. It's beautiful. And thank you again for creating this amazing space. I can't wait to track and see what happens with it in the future. And thank you for sitting down and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for being here and for being interested in Casa Pancha and for letting me speak on your podcast. I feel really honored. Thank you. And if, if people want to find more information about Casa Pancha, where's the best place to find it or to follow you guys? You can find us at our webpage, which is www.casapancha.com mm -hmm. or on Instagram at Casa Pancha. Okay. So, yeah. and by the way, guys, P Pancha is P-A-N-C-H-A. And I will put the link on our okay. website. So thank you so much, Becky. Thank you very much. We're Alexandra. looking forward to have you again soon. Yes. I'm yeah. very excited. Okay. Thank you. And guys, thank you. definitely, if you're in Mexico City, stop by this beautiful hostel. See what, what's going on, even if you can't find a bed, even if it's so popular that it's full. But um, stop by and, yeah, feel this amazing space. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Alexandra. And I just have to say, I am so amazed by what Alexandra and her sister, Francesca, have accomplished in a relatively short time in Mexico City. They have big plans, and I can't wait to see their next space open, hopefully, as Alexandra said, somewhere in nature. We will put the links to Casa Pancha on the schooloftravels.com website. And be sure to follow them on Instagram to just get those vibes from this very calm place that you can go to in the middle of a massive city. The travel quote for this week I thought reminded me of Alexandra and her journey to getting all the way to opening this hostel. This is from Eleanor Roosevelt who says, Do not stop thinking of life as an adventure. You have no security unless you can live bravely, excitingly, imaginatively, unless you can choose a challenge instead of a competence. I think it's really easy for all of us to actually get in kind of stasis where we don't feel like pushing ourselves to do this, these really adventurous things. And I think challenging ourselves is so important when we travel and just when we live our lives. So I think it's great that Alexandra took on this huge challenge of opening her own hostel. And she's still so young. I didn't ask her age, but I would say that she's in her mid to late 20s. So it's incredible. And I can't wait to see what she does next. 
So listeners, I hope you have a great week and I will be back with you on the podcast really soon. Thanks for listening to the School of Travels podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to The Sam Chase for allowing us to use their song, In a Perfect World. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode, and remember to always let travel be your teacher. If you keep your options open, there are places you will go. They will treat you like the kings and queens your parents thought you'd be when you were born. You'd see it all with your head up standing tall, and you'd look back and think it's funny how you spent your time and money.